Welcome to Friday Friends, R.I. Elder Info's weekly look at the organizations and individuals providing resources for Rhode Island seniors, caregivers, and professionals. Good morning, everybody. It is nine o'clock on Friday, and here we are on social media. You know what this is. I'm Deb Burton, Executive Director of RI Elder Info, and this is Friday Friends, where I come on social media here and share with you different organizations that are doing some really cool stuff that you need to know about. I'm really excited about today's guest because we're going to be talking about something that a lot of people are not aware of that is out there that can help your loved ones stay home for even longer. Um, So I really hope that you hit the like button and the share button and all those social media things to let people know that this is happening. And if you are not able to watch us, I totally get it. You can also catch this on podcast as soon as we're done, wherever you find your podcasts. So we are here at RA Elder Info, a nonprofit organization, and it is through the great generosity of our sponsors and donors that we are able to do this with you and for you every week. So I have to give a big shout out to Oak Street Health. Uh, they have locations in Warwick over by the Christmas tree shop to, in Providence that are, one is by Branch Avenue and the other is Broad Street in Providence. And then another location up in Woonsocket. They provide comprehensive primary care uh, to individuals who are receiving Medicare. They even provide transportation. My other big shout out goes out to United Healthcare. They are a Medicare insurance company. You can speak to Jennifer Barrows over there. She has a team that speaks almost every language here in the state. So if you have Medicare questions, Jennifer is the person to talk to and she'll be able to, to get you the answers that you need. Also, Tamarisk Assisted Living. It's a great little assisted living facility right over in Warwick by the mall, easy on and off the highway. You want to talk to Susan or Sean over there. Uh, They will take care of your family just like their own family. And if you happen to be somebody who's looking for employment, they take care of their staff like family as well. So it's awesome place to check out. Now, the magic that you're seeing here today or hearing if you're on the podcast is through 321 Media. Ben is in true the Oz behind the curtain uh, kind of guy. He makes sure that this all looks and sounds good and everything pops up where it's supposed to, when it's supposed to. And if you've ever visited rielderinfo.com, and I strongly encourage you to visit it regularly, that is with the magic of England Studio. They are an award-winning web design team located right here in Rhode Island, but they serve the entire world. So I would like to encourage you all to check out these sponsors, check out rielderinfo.com right after you watch today's show. So I would like to welcome today Jessica Goslin from St. Elizabeth's Adult Day Health. Good morning, Deb. Nice to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. So Adult Day Health is one of those things that a lot of people don't seem to be familiar with. Are you, can you share with us what is adult day health? What is that service and how does it help people stay home? 
Absolutely. So I was one of those folks. I didn't know much about it myself, having um, been in another side of healthcare for almost 20 years, but um, it's affectionately known as the best kept secret. So basically, you know, much like child daycare, you can bring your loved one to a center where they are cared for and given support throughout the day. Um, we have nursing, uh, we have CNAs, we are able to provide a, a multitude of services to help them and to support them throughout the day. And while their loved one can go to work, do errands, et cetera, or just have some respite, but you know that your loved one is cared for, um, you know, basically like family and um, in a center all day long, um, we can often provide transportation. And again, we do everything from medication administration to some nursing treatments, uh, showers, uh, ADLs. We provide meals. We provide a, a nutritious breakfast and a vended meal at lunch. Um, so all and of course, uh, a, a wide array of stimulating activities for folks so that they can stay healthy and vibrant and engaged um, for longer. And it's it's a great, great service. And again, particularly, I believe, on the heels of COVID when, you know, during the height of it, folks couldn't see their loved one in nursing facilities, et cetera. It, you know, people could come here and then they still were able to go home every day. So um, it's a really amazing level of care. I'm so proud to be a part of it. And it's been a wonderful experience for me and, and I'm just grateful to be here. So that's awesome because, you know, I think too often when we are faced with um, a health crisis or a, a, even a general decline mm -hmm. in health, a lot of times the individuals or their caregivers think it's home or nursing home and they don't realize that there's a spectrum in between that can kind of provide the best of both worlds. So for adult day health, what are the criterias for people um, to receive adult day health services? Mm -hmm. What's necessary? Well, one of the basic is that the person is unable to stay home alone. Um, and sometimes that may just mean safety. You're, you're just not sure that they're going to be safe on their own. They may turn on the stove. They may do something dangerous. They may wander. Other than that, they may be very mobile and, and able to engage, you know, in communications. There's a lot of things, but you just may not feel safe with them being at home. And that, and that's an, a really, probably the primary criteria. Um, but some people come for socialization because they're alone. We have uh, a number of participants who live alone and they, and they just, they don't, have the ability to do much. So coming to adult day, they socialize, they engage in activities. And again, their mind and their body, they're stimulated. Um, they're doing all kinds of things that keep them healthy longer um, and help them live to their potential and be productive for as long as possible. So again, it may be that they're unsafe at home or you're not sure and you're worried about their safety, but certainly socialization is a big part of it. And as we know, we have so many elders who live alone and are isolated and it's so important for them to engage socially uh, for their mental health as well because as we know that has a significant impact on physical health and, and decline and we again we certainly saw that during the pandemic so the ability to be out and be with your peers and to just have a full day and just have a good day you know you're you come out you come out to eat you have some activities you have a good time and, and then you go home and you know it's 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 normalcy for them rather than being home isolated, depressed, 
And again, it's normalcy also for their family, you know, that their loved one is taken care of, they're going out. They're often tired when they go home, which also makes them safer at home because they've been engaged and active throughout the day. So now when they go home, it's much more like they've been out all day, they're tired at night, it's easier for them to be cared for at that time as well. So believe me, we keep them busy. <laughs> you know, you, you bring up a, a really good point about the social isolation and loneliness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, before the pandemic, there was research that said social isolation and loneliness was equivalent to almost smoking a pack of cigarettes a day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we know that that's not healthy. And I think pre-pandemic, we were not as acutely aware of what it's like to be stuck in the house 24 seven. But let me tell you that Friday, March 13th of 2020, when they said everybody stay home for two weeks, mm -hmm. a lot of folks were just like, Oh my God, I can't do this. Yeah. And yet there's this almost expectation that as we get older, that's supposed to, you know, kind of be easier or kind of be normal. Mm -hmm. And yet your program, it sounds like has the ability to keep people engaged. Mm -hmm. um, how is it different? How is an adult day health center different from a senior center that one might find in their community? Basically the care we provide and, and also the level of, of some of the participants we have. We have all levels. Like I said, we have some people here in our four centers for socialization, but we also have some who have significant needs and we have a lot of frail elders. We have a lot of folks um, with Alzheimer's or dementia, so their disease progression, they need a lot of assistance, mm -hmm. be it swallowing while they're eating a meal, toileting, um, like I said, showering, all of those things. So it's the care we provide. Senior centers that folks need to be a bit more independent, um, but we provide all of that care. And again, all the nursing, we can do oxygen supplementation, we can do med wow. management, dressing changes. Our nursing staff is phenomenal. Um, can't say enough about our nurses and CNAs and med techs. They're absolutely just some of the best folks I've ever worked with. So Wow. They do a lot. Yeah. And you mentioned showering. So you can, a, a family, if they are um, encountering some barriers with getting mm -hmm. their loved one in and out of the shower um, for a variety of reasons, is that something like mm -hmm. they can ask the adult day health center to take care of? Absolutely. And that's a biggie because again, imagine, you know, a loved one uh, or an elder couple and, you know, one of which has to come to adult day to be safe throughout the day. But now imagine that person has got to shower that person. They may be frail themselves. It's dangerous. Think about, you know, I think about my grandparents, one taking the other to the shower. It's, it's, a, it's a little frightening. So, you know, one or two showers a week here at the adult day center takes all of that burden off the family. And that is huge for some people. That alone, the risk, think about the risk, the risk of falls and, and uh, you know, there's a multitude of things that could go very wrong in that kind of situation. So to take that entirely off of their plate to, to receive the ADLs and the shower or whatever they need um, during their week stay. And again, people can stay. We have some folks that come one day a week, but many, once they realize 
how beneficial it is, they start increasing their days, which is great because they're recognizing the benefit. Um, but we have a number of folks that come five days a week. So, uh, and again, receive showers and assistance with ADLs. And again, dressing changes, we do diabetes management, we monitor blood pressure, we do all kinds of health monitoring. Our, our nursing staff and our case managers and directors, they're in constant communication with providers as well. So if we see something, I mean, there's also that layer of safety and protection that someone's got eyes on your loved one during the day, that if they see something not quite right, they're going to make that call to the, the physician or, and of course, to the family to say, hey, you might want to get, you know, check this out. Their blood pressures are running high or this or that or behaviors. I mean, we know that, you know, is often very much a part of dementia and it's part of the disease progression. So, you know, we, we work with providers on medication management and sometimes it's dosage, sometimes it's time of meds. We, we, we work on all of these things. There's a lot of communication between our staff and providers. And, that, and that's one of the first things that happens when someone arrives to an adult day. We get that medical information and, and um, you know, signed releases with the provider. And that communication is very, very important. And again, it's another safety net for the family. It, it, it's huge. That And it's it's interesting that you, you bring up, you know, sometimes individuals with dementia will exhibit certain behaviors as a manner of trying to communicate mm -hmm. that something's not right. Mm -hmm. um, and that and that matter of not being right could be, um, hey, I'm not familiar with where I'm at and I'm a little scared or I have a rock in my shoe or I need to go to the bathroom. And are your staff trained to work with individuals who have dementia? Yes. Yes. Okay. We have training for all of our staff at all the centers, particularly here. Uh, we do have a specialized memory care center in Warwick on 140 Warwick Neck Ave. And that's also mm -hmm. where our admin building is where I am today. Um, mm -hmm. So this is where sort of the hub of activity is. But this is and this is the center that we own and operate. And it's a beautiful center. Um, and again, it's all the staff are especially trained and they're, they're wonderful. I mean, all the staff at all the centers, they're so amazing with our participants. It's its really nice. It's its such a joy to, to watch them interact and, and how they help them through, even when they're having challenges, whether it's behavior or difficulty with an activity, the way they just sit with them and, and work with them, it's amazing. They're, I'm truly blessed. This is a great group of people. That's awesome. Now, can individuals who have other kinds of disabilities besides dementia come to your adult day health programs? Maybe somebody has, I don't know, Parkinson's or they've mm -hmm. had a stroke or mm -hmm. they're just declining in health. Mm -hmm. um, or is it only for folks with dementia? No, we have folks with a wide array of, um, you know, struggles, challenges, um, diagnoses. Um, a lot of times it could just be like the, the aging process and all the things that come along with that, but certainly Parkinson's, um, uh, folks who have had a stroke. Um, we actually have um, also folks with behavioral health issues. Again, that need for socialization and being out mm -hmm. some folks that, you know, have lived in group homes and whatnot and come to us with some behavioral health uh, needs. But, um, you know, again, that socialization and being with others is so important and, and we treat them as well. So we, we really have a wide array at all four of our centers. So, um, again, we have a specialized memory care unit here, but 
believe me, uh, my Bristol center, they have folks with dementia there, South Kingstown, there's folks with dementia there as well as, you know, Appenog. And, and so uh, we see the full gamut. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the hours of the centers? Because you like, mm -hmm. I think of there are a lot of caregivers who still go mm -hmm. to work and work yes. is like, eight to four or nine to five or some combination thereof. What are the hours at the centers? Our Warwick centers start uh, at 7.30 in the morning okay. um, and then they're here till 4.30. So both of our Warwick centers, um, our Bristol and South Kingstown center, they start at 8.30 and they're there till four. So uh, slight variation just, you know, with size and staffing and whatnot, but, um, mm -hmm. but still absolutely a, a full work day can, you know, that it's, it's a, very good amount of time so someone can go to work. And again, the other thing that helps with that is transportation. We work with the state transportation companies through MTM. Okay. So we provide that. And our case management staff and, and our directors are phenomenal with this. They coordinate. We've got preferred providers. I mean, they work out busters. These people do things. It's, it's really amazing what they do. I'm glad they do it because I, I would not want to do that. But they coordinate transportation and work with the state. Um, and, you know, even in some areas where transportation is challenging, uh, particularly yep. in South Kingstown, it's 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 tough. You know, here up in Warwick, where there's many more um, participants and there's many more services and it's it's a little bit more um, saturated up here. The, it's it's a bit easier. But um, but our staff are great and they work with um, the MTM providers. So that's huge, too, because then the person can just get on the bus and then that the loved one can go to work or start their day or whatever it is that they need to do. So that that time frame of just coming to the center, that also allows the loved one to go to work. Um, so it, that is also huge. And again, same thing with um, being picked up and brought home. So it provides a full work day for sure. That is, just having a team who can help navigate the transportation piece because we know not just here in Rhode Island, nationally transportation as we get older really is a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, and here in Rhode Island, we've seen a lot of stuff on the news about mm -hmm. our transportation providers. And I think sometimes for our older adults or their caregivers, kind of navigating, getting that all set up is just like one thing too many. So your team can take care of yes. getting that all scheduled. Yes. Okay. And, and they are very savvy. They've a lot of our, especially our directors and our case managers, they've been doing this for a long time. Um, they've got a lot of connections. They, you know, if there are issues, they know exactly where to go, who to call. How I to got a guy. Oh, uh, they got a guy. <laughs> Believe me, they got a guy. <laughs> so they, they will fix it and, um, and they will, they will, knock on that door till somebody answers, believe me. So they're fantastic at doing that. So, um, and again, they work with these preferred providers too. So yep. um, it, it, you know, because they really take care of us, we take care of them and, and we work really well with them. But again, that the transportation is also such a help for families because again, um, you know, just the, the half hour here, half hour there, again, it impacts a work day. So the yeah. transportation piece is big, but there are many families who do bring their loved one um, themselves, which is also completely acceptable. It's great. Um, we And then we get to, you know, have that contact all the time with the family. So that's also wonderful, um, you know, if they don't use transportation. So either way, we'll do it either way. That is awesome. And I would imagine just out of, um, 
respect and common courtesy that if a loved one, you know, maybe for whatever reason is not going to the center today, that the family, you know, give you that heads up. So the transportation provider is not, you know, outside waiting for them and they're not coming. And a lot of our families are in communication with the transportation companies on their own too. So it's really a, you know, there's, there's multiple approaches to it, but, um, but our case management staff and our directors can absolutely help. um, And, you know, and I think that's, you know, I hope part of what we can, get people to understand through this is that if you think there's a barrier, give us a call. I promise you, you'd be surprised at what we can help you get through and navigate. And and you'd be surprised um, if you think it's not the right fit, try it. You can have a visit day, give it a shot. If it's not for you, it's okay. You know, people can change their mind. It's, it's, you know, try it. And maybe your, your loved one's not ready. That happens a lot. They try it. Well, they're not quite ready. I don't want to force them. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, because again, this is very different. If people are used to being home alone in their house all the time, this is different. It may it it's a process sometimes, but if if anyone out there is thinking about it, please give us a call, give it a try. You'd be surprised at, at what we are able to do and provide. And it, it's probably a lot more than you think. And like I said, I had no idea. And you know, for a long time, and when I was uh, working in Massachusetts, I did not know about this level of care. It's phenomenal. And yeah. it's such a way to bridge a gap because, like you said, home independent nursing home. There is such a continuum, uh, and and so many levels in between that that there's there's a way for adult day to fit in. And and you'd be surprised. A lot of our folks stay with us until the very end. They they don't. A lot of them don't even go to nursing homes. They stay with us. Many do, but it it depends on the situation. And um, it's just it's such a great level of care. It really is. So I was thinking about something that you said about, you know, having someone come in and try it. How does your organization help people get over kind of that new kid in the cafeteria feel like when you're when you're going into a social setting, like an adult day health program, sometimes at any age, it doesn't matter if you're the the, the three-year-old starting preschool mm-hmm. or you're uh, the 90-something going to adult day health or you're the 40-something going to a new church. Like, how do you get over that, help people get over that, eee, I'm new and I don't know anybody and are they going to like me and be my friend and who do I have lunch with? And like all those things that are, are a natural part of the human experience. Sure. So it starts a lot with the communication between the case managers and nursing staff and directors at the onset when we're getting someone, you know, obviously there's there's requirements to get people started. We have to have releases. We have to have medical information. We do an assessment. We get, you know, we do a visit. Um, so there's a lot of communication. Um, and I think throughout that communication, because of the interactions with the staff, people already start to feel comfortable. And I think the visit day is really nice because, I, and I've I've witnessed a ton of them. When the loved one comes in, um, they bring the potential participant, they get a, a bird's eye view of what's going on. They check out some activities, they can sit and, and then they talk with the staff. So there's already a lot of communication and a lot of uh, rapport building and ability to develop that comfort level. They've seen it. Um, you know, they can, and, and, you know, even now on our website, folks, again, that are wondering, there's, there's, um, videos of all of our centers. So you can actually see them. Um, so see what they look like and take a little video tour. Um, 
a lot of our staff are doing it. <laughs> so you can kind of see what it looks like because it's hard, you know. And obviously, with COVID, we weren't the doors aren't always open to everybody because again, right. you know, you want to keep people safe. We have to keep people safe, but um, you know, the, there's definitely ways around that. Believe me. But but now, when people come in for visits, they can abs absolutely come in um, and take a look around. And then, honestly, after that, it's the interactions with the staff. And like I said, our CNAs, our program assistants, our activity directors, they're they're so kind, compassionate, and loving, and they really do treat these people like they're their own family. That just brings that, you know, anxiety of being new right down. And, they, and they're always looking for any signs of that so that they can address it. It's, it's, it, they're right in it all the time. Even our case managers, our dietary staff, they're out on the floor. I mean, everybody gets involved, especially if it's a fun activity. It's, you know, they're, they're all involved all the time. So anytime you see someone feeling a little out of sorts or whatever, it's addressed immediately. They, you know, they're on it. And um, so I, I, that's not a, that doesn't last long. <laughs> That's good. It does not last long for the family or the participant, honestly. So I'm sure that this isn't free. Is there, is it something that the state helps subsidize the cost? Like, does Medicaid cover this? Or, mm -hmm. uh, well, I will ask this question, but I know the answer. Does Medicare cover this? No. <laughs> Medicare does not. However, we have there. So, there are a number of ways to pay for adult day. First of all, okay. in my estimation, it's a very, even private pay rates, this is a pretty affordable um, level of care. Our rates are, um, at two of our centers are $80 a day and two of our centers are $90 a day. And that's just based on location and, and memory care specialized. Um, but the, the quality of what you get for that rate is second to none. Again, we provide uh, lunch. That is a federal food program. We don't charge extra for that. That's that's something that we do. We have a, a federal program, the CACFP. Same thing as the school lunches. Same thing. Um, so we provide that meal. Um, and you know, again, that's part of the cost. Um, but in addition to the private pay rates, Medicaid pays for this. Um, okay. The at-home cost share program, which is through the Office of Healthy Aging, as I'm sure you know, and probably many of your listeners know, um, and they recently expanded um, their eligibility, which is fabulous. So because the income eligibility was was tough. Um, also, folks with uh, diagnosis, especially early onset, uh, Alzheimer's or dementia, mm -hmm. if you weren't 65, you fell out of that. So that's expanded as well. Um and even with that, one of the things, again, the case managers are super at, they can actually take a look at the income eligibility, but also the medical expenditures and sort of do some funky math and subtract that and are able to make you eligible for adult day. And then the person pays a copay yeah. versus the full rate. Um, but the VA is also a wonderful um, payer. So veterans and near and dear to my heart my dad, my grandfather, my kid's dad, every, you know, so near and dear to my heart. So veterans, um, PACE, we work with PACE as well, e even though they have their own center, sometimes yep. folks come with us. So PACE, um, we, we're actually, we've got, a, we've got a few in several of our centers now. Um, and then also the respite care breaks program through the diocese as well. So, and again, if you have questions, 
call us. Uh, again, I can't say it enough. You'd be surprised at what we can help you with. And, and again, our case managers have done some amazing spend downs with medical expenses that, pe that all of a sudden you thought you weren't going to be able to do it. Suddenly you can. And even the private pay rate, you come for a day or two, you come for what you can afford. And then right. as the needs increase, we're here. And, and now you've already laid the foundation. It's much easier to transition into you know, coming four or five days a week. And, and again, because of our connection with the community, which is fabulous, St. Elizabeth community is awesome. And I'm so happy to be a part of this organization and the full continuum of care that we have and the relationships with all the other administrators and directors throughout, um, you know, our assisted living, the nursing home, the greenhouse homes, you know, we have connections throughout our, our home care agency. You know, we, we can work together. And even if, they're not necessarily the answer between all of us. We'll find it. Um, so it, believe me, it doesn't hurt to make the phone call. There, there's a lot more, you know, that we can do than people probably think. And again, I, I was one of those folks, so I, I can absolutely attest to that. <laughs> it's funny. Adult day health is just like one of those little hidden secrets. Mm -hmm. And it's something that can really enable somebody to stay home a lot longer um, or completely at home. And you're right, the the at home cost share program that just went up on as of April 5th. Mm -hmm. So the income guidelines on that um, have become uh, much higher, meaning you can have a lot more money now. Yes. More um, reasonable. Absolutely. Yeah. And now if you're also diagnosed with dementia or another related dement, uh, mm -hmm. other related Alzheimer's disease or other related dementias, anywhere between the ages of 19 and 64, you're now mm -hmm. eligible. Um, for that program. Mm -hmm. And so there are financial resources Absolutely. out there that can help this. Mm -hmm. And even if you pay privately mm -hmm. and paying privately enables you to remain home mm -hmm. in comparison, um, according to Genworth Financial, they do statistics on the cost of, of different types of long-term care. Yeah. On average here in Rhode Island, and it really is like the highest cost, the lowest cost, and divide by two. So yeah, like <laughs> the the cost for one day in a nursing home on average is $312 a day. Mm -hmm. So adult day health is less than one third that cost, and you can sleep in your own bed at night. Correct. It's it's those those little things Absolutely. that can make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. So and we me, see it with the surveys and, and the response that we get from families and, and they're so appreciative. And, you know, those that have been doing this and been in our care for a while, they they absolutely uh, have a lot of positive things to say. And it's again, I, I can't say enough. It, give us a shot. You, you, it's. Yeah. So it. So let me just make sure I have it all clear. Mm -hmm. You're open depending on the location, 730. Mm -hmm to four, give or take. Mm -hmm. um, you do take different programs through the state and through the VA and mm -hmm. through the diocese mm -hmm. um, that can help cover the cost. Your team will coordinate the transportation for people sure. so they don't have to fight with, with that. Mm -hmm. um, you your All of your staff, from your kitchen folks to your activities mm -hmm. to your CNAs, um, they all work to make people feel like they're at home. Mm -hmm. You can do things like the the insulin injections mm -hmm. and changing dressings and help people mm -hmm. in the shower. Correct. Um, 
What else? Activities galore. <laughs> the most important thing, right? <laughs> I was a recreational therapist the very beginning of my career. So I was a CTRS. Um, so the intrinsic value to being able to, you know, create and, and the stuff that our activity directors do, we on our Facebook page, we always share and the whole community does, but some of the activities that people do take a look at, um, it's amazing. The, and just the crafts, the, um, the physical, some of our physical activities, uh, um, our, I was here, the memory care center, our nurse was doing uh, nurse education and it was, um, you know, she was doing oral health and tooth decay and, uh, you know, and again, uh, the, uh, crafts around the holidays, Easter and things that the stuff that they do is amazing here at the memory care center and Apenog. Um, oh my goodness. It's it, all the centers. They do so many cool things and they're all over our, our Facebook page. So if you have any interest to see of what kind of things they do, check it out. That is and awesome. always pictures of, you know, and again, you know, those who are photographed, they're okay with being photographed and they they're holding up their projects or anything that they're doing. And, and it's so rewarding to see them happy and and really involved and and loving what they're doing and you can see that they're having a good day that's our goal we want people to have a good day while they're here with us and that's the bottom line it's normalcy it's what we all deserve and and it happens every single day at all four of our centers having a good day i think is something that we all want every day um so you're doing all these amazing things are you guys a nonprofit or how does that work? Yes, we are a nonprofit organization. Yes. So if people mm -hmm. wanted to support what you're doing, mm -hmm. um, do you need donations? Do you need craft supplies? Do you need volunteers? Like how can people help support the nonprofit in the work that you guys are doing that is like so critically important to help people remain home for as long as possible? Yes. How can they help you? Well, all of those things, honestly, uh, we have volunteer programs. Um, again, some of that was a little thwarted during some COVID, but we're mm. bringing that back. Um, we, you know, we, there's, um, if people want to work in this industry and they want to see what we do, we have positions that are posted on the St. Elizabeth community website. Um, it's a great place to work. Um, so people want to come and, and check out what we do um, and be a part of the team. Um, but also there is a, you can give right on the website. There's a donate, there's ways to give and donations are right there. It's, it's very user-friendly. Just click on those three little bars and drop down and show you how to give. Um, and, and actually, you know, adult day, we, we do a lot with that. We work closely with our philanthropy department. We do, um, we do a lot of grants. Um, we search for grants to help with programming. We just received one for our South Kingstown center for a music therapy program. We do a lot of community development block grants, um, with the city of Warwick and our Appenog and memory care centers. So that's great. But donations, we get a lot of gifts, um, annual giving, um, you know, sometimes there's legacy gifts there. There's so many things that people can do. And uh, sometimes in, 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 um, in lieu of, if, if, you know, someone passes away, that happens with us all the time. Um, people are very grateful. So in lieu of um, flowers or whatever, they, they make a donation to adult day. Uh, so there's a number of ways, but right on the website, anybody who, um, and again, it, it would be so great um, for people to support what we do because, it's um, it's really important the work we do and we want to make it affordable for everyone. We want to have the best staff. Um, and, and, you know, and again, obviously, we all know that's been a struggle over the last several years, but we have been committed to keeping, you know, our 
you know, our staff and our wages very competitive. And um, so all of that we were doing, but if anyway, anybody wants to give, please, by all means, check it out on the website it would be amazing. So that is awesome. Jessica, I'm so glad you were able to come on today and share this hidden gem mm -hmm. of adult day health. Uh, hopefully it's a little less hidden and more likely to be found now. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for Thank coming you. on. Yeah, very much. Thank you for everything and um, have a great day. Have a nice weekend. You too. Everybody, I'm telling you, Adult Day Health is an amazing service that is provided. And I really encourage you, if you or a loved one is in need of more care during the day and you want to still stay home at home in your bed at night, please check out Adult Day Health. It is not the same as senior centers as we heard today. It is not assisted living. It's not a nursing home. It is really providing the care that people need and allowing them to go home at night. So it's a, a great opportunity for folks. And I encourage you to check out Adult Day Health in your community. In the meantime, I look forward to seeing you all again next week. I hope that you've hit the like button and the share button and you have told your friends and neighbors about our show. That's how we get the word out to folks. So until I see you next week, I hope that you all stay well and be kind. If you like this video, please follow us on social media and subscribe on YouTube. For more information, visit rielderinfo.com or call 401-585-0509. If you have any questions, email deb at rielderinfo.com.